episode of FW Presents here at the Fire and Water Podcast Network. This is an episode we didn't really want to have to record, but we're here today to remember one of our comrades, one of our dear friends, Zoom Yukonori. Rob, um, why don't you start us off, buddy? Oh, thank you, uh, Shag. Yeah, uh, we, of course, uh, don't want to be doing this episode uh, at all, but... uh, as Shag said, of course, as everybody knows, uh, our, our dear pal Zoom Mikinori passed away at the uh, end of December 2019. And so uh, Shag and I and Chris Franklin and Boss are here to uh, give some reminiscences about what it was like to be uh, Zoom's friend, to be uh, one of his listeners, to be one of his co-hosts, uh, all of which were uh, wonderful things to be able to experience and uh, certainly uh, unique experiences. And uh, don't worry, we will be hearing from uh, Siskoid, Ryan, Nathaniel, and Max later on in a slightly different way, and we'll, we'll explain that at the time. Uh, but yeah, as Shake said, uh, none of us want to be here right now. Um, we, <laughs> I, I know I'm kind of flying blind here, everybody, because uh, we didn't uh, necessarily ever expect uh, this to happen. I guess we should talk a little bit about the 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 context for which this all went down is that is everybody all right with that yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. absolutely all right well i will mention a, a long while ago uh zoom uh in our uh, fire and water network thread that we have uh started uh, mentioning um some some vague comments about his health and then talking about some trips he was making and he would be gone for long periods of time and uh, the rest of us started to, you know, wonder what, what was, if something was the problem. And, and, of course, we didn't want to bug him too much. And then eventually, uh, when he got back from uh, being overseas, he came back and told us, uh, and this is something that his wife, Namiko, mentioned over on his Facebook page, uh, that, uh, unfortunately, Zoom had a inoperable uh, brain tumor. And he was given a very uh, negative prognosis and... He told us all about what was probably going to happen to him and around when it was going to happen. And we were, of course, um, sworn to secrecy. It was not our uh, news to share. Uh, And uh, we dealt with that sort of the best we could. It's sort of funny, guys. I mean, like, we would make – eventually, we were kind of making jokes about it. Like, Zoom himself would make jokes about it. We talked about building, you know, the Zoom memorial, the Zoom Yukonori statue in the – the the member the uh, the wing of the Fire and Water Network podcast for, for all our fallen members, and it, 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 the, the humor did get a bit dark, but Zoom took did. us down that path. He because, did. You know, Zoom Zoom want, loved to laugh. He loved to have a good time, and you know, he was a great sport about it. Indeed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and so um, he told us that eventually he would not be able to really be paying attention to the Facebook page, and so his wife Namiko would stand in for him, or his son. Uh, how do you say that, Chag? I'm sorry. I forget how you say his name. I believe it's Isamu. Isamu. His son, Isamu, who was helping him work on these podcasts, uh, would, would – and, and, and I just want – don't forgive me for chiming in. But essentially right what happened was as, as the tumor grew, um, Zoom went blind. And so it, it, that's, that's why he did stop checking the Facebook. Right. That is why he stopped reading the social media. That is why some of the reasons he had to stop podcasting is that was the first thing that um, made it impossible for him to continue with that. Right. So his wife, Namiko, would, would keep him updated as to the nonsense that we were talking about. We would kind of feel guilty sometimes about you know, the thought that his wife had to tell him all the idiocy that goes on in the Fire and Water Network thread on a daily basis. Mostly from Shag, but not entirely. And, and uh, Ridiculous arguments about Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then eventually uh, Namiko shared with us that he was very ill. 
and he had gone into hospice, and um, we decided, well, we'll talk about it in a little bit later about uh, one of the things that we worked on uh, for, for Zoom's uh, benefit. But um, uh, we knew that, that things were not good, and they were uh, probably, um, you know, the, the I, I'm sorry, again, I, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here a little bit because I'm just kind of really upset about that. I even have to talk about this. Um, but anyway, a little bit of time passed, and we hadn't heard from, from Namiko, and then uh, we reached out to her uh, at the end of the year, and she informed us what had happened, and that Zoom passed away on, I believe, Sunday, December 29th, surrounded by his wife and his family. And, I mean, it's a tragedy of, uh, in, in any respect in that he was such a wonderful man, such a wonderful artist, uh, a great uh, father, uh, a great husband, you know, just and it's just an all-around interesting guy and i've been talking long enough so i want to ask uh like chris or chris or boss like what uh, boss you, did you ever, ever you never had a chance to record with zoom is that correct well i i did record on the uh the very famous uh best com superhero movie ever uh, thing we did oh that's and, right uh, oh i forgot about that <laughs> oh it's still causing arguments in this day I know, and uh, and and what I well, I, I was a fan of Zooms. That's that's the first thing. I didn't record a lot of stuff with him, but I did listen to his podcast because uh, maybe you guys don't know, but I I work in radio uh, in in French in Canada. So that's, <laughs> uh, but Zoom Zoom's voice and the way he he just. Uh, delivers all his material. I, I mean, it's just. It's so wonderful and soothing and exciting at the same time. I mean, he, he had this – he had a golden voice. I mean, I, I, would, I would have killed to have that voice. Oh, and I work in radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, re I remember the first time we ever heard Zoom. Uh, Shag, you're the one that you – I think you were well, the one I, that I, reached out to him to get him into podcasting, yeah. right, for us? So, so what happened was – we're supposed to be throwing it to Chris here, but uh, yeah. Chris, Chris, why don't you say – I've got stories to tell. So Chris, I want to hear from you, buddy. Why don't you tell us about some of your stuff with Zoom? Boss, I think you were on the – weren't you on the Kirby, the Jack Kirby 100th birthday show? Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. I yeah, was on Zoom, that too, yeah. Yeah, Zoom was there too. So yeah, we. So you. I think that might be the first time you got to record with him actually. I think it's the first time I got to record yeah. with you. But, but yeah, yeah, as far as Zoom's voice, uh, yeah, that's um, – we had Zoom on JLU Cast, and that's the first time Cindy really heard Zoom because she doesn't listen to to our shows. I'll be what? Know, so, so. What? what? I've convinced you listen to all of my Justice League International episodes. I'm stunned. I thought I was depressed before. Jeez. <laughs> so I mean, she does occasionally, but not that often. So all right, so, it's all. It's, 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 there. I know she I'm listens. Not, she listens to Pod Dylan, Chris. We all know that. All right, it's fine. Of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> but but uh, you know, she you know when she she's like, man, Zoom's voice is is like butter, you know. I mean, that's like, and then I showed her a picture of him. I'm like, yeah, and he's handsome too. Look at this guy. And she just like was like, oh my god, you know, just like this. Like, <laughs> It's the entire package, you know. All of a sudden, just, sudden Cindy's packing a suitcase. You're like, wait, what's going on here? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, so he's such a, you know, he's so smart and witty, and just yeah, it's like yeah, he's 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 like the most impressive. He's the most impressive. He's he's our version of the most interesting man in the world, you know. Basically, <laughs> that's good. That's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> well. um yeah, he did appear on one of our shows, but I, I want to read something first, the, uh, bits and pieces, uh, something first. And this comes from April 2014, and uh, it was a comment on one of the early episodes. I think it was a comment on episode 80, 
three, but we read it on episode 84. So it's April 2014. And this is the very first communication we ever got from Zoom, Rob. And I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's pretty long because it's Zoom. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, we're, you hear us laughing, right? I just need you folks at home to know that we knew going in here that we did not want this to be a teary-eyed sob fest because we've already done that. We've already cried. Uh, in fact, I remember using a series of expletives to the guys telling them that I'm just effing tired of crying uh, last month for a number of different reasons. And, and so just know the tears are out. And now we're here to remember our friend and celebrate him. Um, yeah, not really absolutely. Him, so. All our so. tears are gone. We did see Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. So, so this is from Zoom. It was an email to us uh, about one of our Who's Who shows. I'm oh, sorry, about a fire and water show. And, so, and I know I'm going to end up falling into the Zoom cadence. Forgive me. I can't help it because when you read this letter, it is just so him. So <laughs> good afternoon. For, I know, right? Right there, right at the beginning. Yeah. Yep. If you'll indulge me for a moment, I've been a regular artist for The Line It Is Drawn, a feature for the comics uh, should be good blog on comic book resources. He goes on to explain kind of what that is. And he says, one theme involved in creating a sidekick for a comic book hero who had never um, who never had one before. And the Twitterers would suggest a sidekick for Our Man or a Kid Lantern, and we would take it from there. This self-serving claptrap does serve a purpose. <laughs> Which, while the line, he's talking about himself. While the line has been a great way for this uh, former Mahua Studio background artist from the late 1980s to express my fondness for Silver Age comics, as well as exercise the right side of my brain. It has also led to my discovering your wonderful podcast. A Facebook friend saw my Kid Lantern piece and suggested I check out a certain show of yours. I do not usually listen to comic-related podcasts, as I have found a number of them to contain a lot of jaded commentary to the point that they devolve into tedious, hour-long wine festivals about the current state of the comic book industry. So some things don't change. But uh, but your podcasts are full of enthusiasm and love for DC Comics past and present, and listening to YouTube banter about um, listening to you two banter about makes me feel like I'm hanging with my old college mates. It's very refreshing and fun. And he goes on to, he gave us lots of links to different uh, ones he had drawn of Firestorm and Aquaman and stuff like that. He says, I hope you both enjoy these at least half as much as I enjoy your podcast. May your enthusiasm never wane. And thank you again for making my car trips through Tokyo traffic much more interesting. Best Zoom Yukonori. Wow. And this this letter, I remember when we read it on the air, Rob, I remember you were just blown away because you're like, there's some guy driving around Tokyo <laughs> listening to us knuckleheads. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, it, was just, it was just wonderful to find that. And I'd forgotten about that letter. Uh, Did you record with him first? Because I seem to recall – I, so that I, leads to the story. Okay, so, okay. All right, go ahead. I'm yep. sorry. I seem to recall my first reaction to hearing his voice, which was like Cindy. I was just like, "Whoa! Oh, come on, really?" Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> so what happened was he at this point he had already given us a whole bunch of uh, Zoom who's right. Uh, I'm pretty sure he'd already sent us uh, Christmas cookies in the shape of Aquaman and Firestorm yes. as well. By the way, oh, they were delicious. And, uh, I found the card the other day, the Christmas card that was the photo of the car, of the cookies and the note. And I took a I took a picture and sent it to Namako and just said, you know, happy memories, because it was in my happy memory box. So anyway, so we decided to invite Zoom on an episode about our favorite comic book artists, uh, which is out there, episode one fifty six from February twenty first, two thousand sixteen. That was the very first time Zoom appeared on the network, uh, just uh, less than two years after we met him. Anyway, uh, I am a bit uh, nervous when I have new people on shows because I'm always afraid they're going to sound like Urkel. 
right? So I, I made up some excuse to talk to Zoom in advance of the show because uh, I wanted to see, you know, if his, before I invited him, I wanted to see if his voice was okay. So I make up some excuse and I had to, I was walking the dog and I was outside and the phone rings and all this stuff. We had a little bit of trouble connecting and we finally connect and you know, it's a hello. And I'm just like, holy crap. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and and the conversation, I, I told it, I fessed up immediately and said, I was really calling to see what your voice sounded like, but oh my God, why aren't you in radio and blah, blah, and just going on and on. And I just, oh, yeah, like butter is a great descriptor you guys used. Oh, it just blew my mind. So yeah. And then he was on the artist episode, which was an absolute blast. That's what I remember. I, Cause I do remember you playing the clip and I, we'd already known how talented he was. And then I heard that voice. And I'm like, oh, that, that's not fair. Come on. <laughs> you know, and it's like, geez. <laughs> you guys said it more like Urkel than he did, so no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. A thousand percent true, Chris. So, so the who's the the Zooms who? I mean, we've talked about a lot on the Who's Who show. I've got my copy, the physical comic book copy of Zooms Who here in front of me. But I just I was looking through here, and just a couple of entries I wanted to mention because some of them were. Uh, love letters to who's who and the old DC universe. Some of them were, you know, vanity pieces for you and me, Rob. I mean, the very first ones I remember was Aqua Rob. You know, yeah. he did one of you, a who's who entry of Rob Kelly as Aqua uh, he Rob. He got my six pack exactly right, so it was perfect. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did a fire. He did a fire shag of me. Uh, but then you know, I think the ones that he's probably most known for, are like he did a Superman from Earth One, which made all you Superman fans happy. And Chris, I know you loved that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman from Earth One. He did Aquaman from Earth Two, even though it doesn't exist. I don't know. Whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, he did. A, he did a Satin Satan from my beloved Firestorm character from uh, Justice League. He did Lady Cop. He did TRS eighty Whiz Kids. I mean, there's tons of them out there, but those were just some of the ones that stuck out of me that just seemed, you know, more targeted at us. And uh, they're just lovely. They're absolutely lovely. I still have my TRS eighty Whiz Kids T-shirt to this day. I just took that Who's Who listing and put it on a T-shirt. And I, I still wear it to this day. One of the things that, that – uh, and I'm glad you talked about Zoom's Who a little bit – is that one of the things I think that uh, any – all of us appreciated, uh, both as people that were, you know, were part of the network with Zoom and, and also people who just appreciated what he was doing, was his obsessive nature with how far into the minutia he would dig to get oh things gosh. accurate. And that was, you know, you kind of would get these, you know, he would, he would work on these things, like on our Fire and Water Network thread, when we would come up with something, if we had to come up with a logo, a lot of times Zoom would, would be the one that would do it. Chris could do it and I could do it, but a lot of times Zoom would do it. And all of a sudden, like we'd, we'd just on offhand uh, mention something. And then, you know, we're like, oh, maybe we need a logo for, oh, I don't know, Fire and Water Records. And then all of a sudden there'd be 17 logos for us to look at and be like, dear Lord, like, <laughs> calm down. So it was just un- unbelievable. And Chris, I wanted to mention this to you specifically on the air because, you know, for people that listen to Zoom's shows, Done in One Wonders especially, uh, which is the, the theme opened up uh, this episode. I mean, he was playing characters. And even when, mm. he's, even when he's playing Professor Zoom, he's playing a character. But when he right. did that episode of JLU with you guys, he was just being Zoom. And right. and I even I think I even left a comment to that effect uh, when it aired because it was like I had gotten so used to hearing him as Terra Man and Solomon Grundy <laughs> and all these things that when I just heard him laugh like just talk to you guys I was like oh this is it was almost like I'd forgotten how charming he could be 
in some ways. I don't mean to say that in a in a in a, in a insulting way, but it was like I got so used to hearing him do characters. So when I heard him just be Zoom and just laugh at some of the stuff you guys were talking about, I was like, oh, this is yeah, this is the guy, you know. And I just yeah. so enjoyed hearing him in that in that context. That so that's like one of my favorite JL uses because he's just so wonderfully warm and yet obsessively with all the obsessive with all the minutia of all this stuff, which is crazy. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, that is my most cherished memory of zoom. Honestly, because we had him, you know, on the show. I mean, we, it, it was scripted to a point. We did the synopsis and he read part of it, but the conversation back and forth, of course, was unscripted. Uh, and yeah, it's, it was really, uh, you know, Zoom was, you know, uh, uh, the Professor Zoom and r- real Zoom, as far as I know, aren't that different. But there's still there was still, you know, it was still a character to a point. It was it was a portrayal because Done in One Wonders is such a, you know, it, it walks the line between being a review show and a and its own fictional narrative, which is just insane that he actually pulled that off every time he did an episode. But he did, and he 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 definitely you know tried to make it different than other podcasts, and he most likely did. Uh, but that just having him on the show and just and and he was so enthusiastic about those episodes and he had you know he reached out to me like as soon as I said I was doing it he's like hey can I be on the legends I'm like sure you know episode the one with the justice guild um and uh yeah he had zoom had actually uh done some uh you know he had reported on the animated series for Toon Zone uh which was a a great internet site in the early days of the internet on animated stuff and and had interviewed a lot of the actors a lot of the creators and so, I mean he you know in his eidetic memory he had all all this information stored and he just got to pour it out and he just got to geek out with us about it and it was just it was just fun it was a wonderful we were having just as much fun as it sounds like uh, and uh, all three of us were just having a ball and I love it. And I'm so, so, so glad that we recorded that episode. It's wonderful. It's probably going to be no offense to anybody. Rob, you've been on there several times, <laughs> No offense to anybody, but that's probably going to be my favorite JLU episode ever just because of that from now on. Damn you know? it, Chris. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> now I know I'm not even going to try and get on that show. What's the point now? <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I think, I think Cisco had, had uh, Zoom. If I'm not mistaken, we have a recording of Zoom uh, doing one of the voices for the uh, Lonely Hearts uh, comic book podcast, oh. the, the romance comic podcast. And isn't that fitting? I mean, <laughs> such right. a smooth guy. He has yeah. to be in there somewhere. So I think that's going to be coming out. And, you know, four ding dongs and one magnificent Zoom. That'll be <laughs> that'll be great. <laughs> I, I remember. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jack. I was going to say, you mentioned his eidetic memory. It was so unbelievable. I was trying to explain it to my wife tonight how – like we, did, we we do these Firestorm reviews, right? And we talk about Joe Brasowski, who is a well-known artist, and he was known for swiping. And Zoom could look at a Joe Brasowski piece of artwork <laughs> and, and say and, – and this – as far as I know, he did this without research. It just was in his head. He could look at that Brasowski panel and go, oh, that panel 
was swiped, meaning Joe redrew a panel that Neil Adams did in Green Lantern number 76, page 14, panel 4, where Green Lantern's doing this, but he's redrawn it as Firestorm in this panel. And it's like, what? How could you even tell that without accidentally having those two comics next to each other? I mean, it's unbelievable how his memory worked and how it all connected, and he could just see it all in his brain. It was just, it was astonishing. I've known people with amazing memories, but never anyone with a memory like that. I, I, never in my experience. I, I remember he came up with so many examples in that thread that you actually told him, yeah, yeah, we probably don't need to use all those because eventually it could be lawsuit worthy. You know, right. I mean, basically, <laughs> Brzezowski's estate could reach out and say, hey, you know. So. Right. Enough, enough's enough, right? You made your point, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. He was also incredibly uh, on air. He could be kind of like... He had like such an amazing, uh, you know, that phrase poker, poker face. Well, he had a poker voice because, I mean, he did that show. He does that show. He did. Well, I, I'm putting that in the present tense for a reason. We'll get to that shortly. But he does that. He did that show Zoom for Sam where he goes on, on and on about about Samantha Fox. And the first time he talked about that, he loved Samantha Fox. I'm like, is he kidding? I can't tell if he's kidding or not. And then. Yes. Right, and then it's like, no, 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 he really does love Samantha Fox. So then he does the first episode, and Samantha Fox is on it. Yeah. And and when I first heard that, I'm like, wait, is this a joke? Like, wait. <laughs> and then I went to him, and I'm like, is that really Samantha Fox? And he, I can't remember, but he gave me some, like, you know, cryptic answer where he's like, well, maybe. I'm like, oh, come on, what are you doing? And it turns out that it really, and then eventually I figured it is her. Like, he managed to get her on his show where he's talking about her music. I'm like, how the hell did he do that? I can't imagine. I was just like, but it was like the first time I heard it, I was just like, wait, what? Is this some sort of weird Andy Kaufman bit? I don't understand. You know. <laughs> well, it, it started as a gag because you started Pod Dylan. Right. And then we right, all right. started joking about doing music shows. You know, I, I I I frequently joke about doing Pod Axel about Axel Rose. You know, just as a, just as a gag, and then he busts out with uh, the Zoom for Sam that stuff, and we all think he's kidding, right? And then he did the fake trailer. He did the April right. Fool's Day trailer, and we still thought it was a joke. Yeah, yeah. And and then you find out that you know her songs. Have, how, if you guys, if you haven't listened to the show, because I'm nothing against Samantha Fox, but I, I'm not. I don't feel a connection to that her music, and I, I listen to his episodes. You know, more is just a courtesy, I guess. And just I was like, oh, well, you know, it's Zoom. I'd love to hear it. And his stories are so freaking moving about how this song connects with his life and his love with his wife and all this stuff. And it's like, oh my gosh! So uh, it, it's just amazing that he took something we thought was a gag and turned it into something that you know emotionally got to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the 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 I think it was the first episode where he explained. Why he was what, what what pulled him toward Samantha Fox in the first place? The fact that she resembled that girl that he liked when he was a teenager oh, that that died, you know, young. Like basically, he she left and he thought he would see her like the next week, and she died in a car accident. And it was like that literally, like that was like the first podcast where I think I literally like my my jaw hit the hit my. Uh, keyboard at work. I mean, I, I, I was just, and I'm like, and I'm with you. I'm like, I was half waiting for the show to be a gag because Zoom it did, did have such an incredible poker face. He played everything close to his vest, and you never knew if he was really kidding or you know, is this blot the bot or is this for real? You know, I mean, so <laughs> so so, I, and it was, and it was such a moving just 
I mean, you know, and nothing against Samantha Fox, but I'm like you, Shag. I'm not, you know, I remember her more for, well, her physical attributes than her music, honestly. You know? <laughs> I, I'll be honest, you know, she, you know, it was when I was, I was the right age when she became popular, you know, so. And I mean, I thought, yeah, exactly. And, and I thought that's, you know, you know, I didn't understand that. No, he really had a deep connection to her music and this is why. And, and wow. I mean, again, that was just that. And the stories of his uncle Kenzo alone. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, to put, to put the rest of us podcasters to to shame, honestly. You know, I'm glad you said that too, Chris, because it reminded me of something like, I mean, I listen to all the shows that are on the network because just no matter what it is, because it's it's our network and I want to hear what's going out on it. And, you know, there are lots of things that everybody does on on different shows, Ryan and and Cisco and Boss and you and Shag and Nathaniel and Max or whatever. And there's always been some moment where, like, I'm a little jealous that, like, you thought of something or somebody's done covered something in an angle that I maybe thought of. And I was like, oh, well, you know, okay. It's been done. All right, whatever. And and but I always have the t- little twinge of like, oh, I wish I could have thought of that or or whatever. But when Zoom would start doing his shows, where uh, for these Done and One Wonders, where like the stories would like loop to loop in themselves, and they would become like Inception, where he was like playing a character, having a flashback as another character who was remembering what some other character said. I kind of got like, all right, I'm not jealous of this. Because there's no way I could ever do it. You know, like <laughs> this is so far beyond what my my experience would be, and my um, my my perseverance. I mean, just the amount of effort it must have taken for him to do those done in one wonders. Because he's playing all the characters. I I stopped being jealous, and I just said, okay, there's no way I could ever go anywhere near what Zoom is doing. So I'm just going to enjoy this, and I'm not going to worry about that he's covering something that I could have done because I couldn't do it. I just couldn't, you know, and it, it kind of became freeing in a way because I'm like, and I was really glad that that show was on our network. I was really proud of that because I thought it was so involved and it was kind of like its own radio show, which I really enjoyed. And it, it I thought it was a nice thing to have on the network because it stood out from what kind of the rest of us were doing, which were more sort of just commentary. But he was doing this thing where it was like, yeah, these are like audio dramas in their own weird way. And it was it's really startling. Yeah, very much so. I mean, uh, he was. I. I mean, I. I'm a fan of his show because of these reasons. I mean, he's doing every character. He's doing them. Uh, he's precise. It's. 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 Ah. Uh, it's. It's borderline art, and, <laughs> and that's a big word for podcasters. I mean, none of us are are doing art. I mean, we're you know we're talking about stuff, but we're we're not doing art. And and these these shows. I mean. Ah, oh, they're just incredible. Yeah, yeah, they really. Are. I, I'm, I'm going to brag for a second. Uh, when we launched the Fire and Water Podcast Network, it was just the original five founders, uh, and then we quickly grew to absorb Boss and and the girls from Ohatmu because they were part of the family there. But we we made an active decision to expand the network at one point, and we brought in three new people. Uh, and each person kind of had their own sponsor. Like, uh, Rob, you kind of brought Max to the group and said, you know, I want I want us to add Max to the group. You were sort of his sponsor. And then Ryan brought Nathaniel to the group, and, you know, we, saw, we see how that turned out. Yeah, that didn't um, right, but, you know. Yeah, I know, right? The lawsuit's still pending. But uh, – and then I – 
I'm the one who sort of sponsored Zoom, and I'm very proud that I pushed for that. I mean, not that anyone fought me on it, but I mean, I was like saying, hey, guys, you know, and so I feel like I sponsored him. So I'm just, in some small way, I'm very proud that that brought that to the network. And and I want to say also about the characters, I think my favorite um, thing with characters, and because some of it was just crazy when he'd do Terra Man. I find his Terra Man is actually my (laughs) definitive Terra Man now, by the way. But um, on the summer sampler we did last year, when Chris, you did your Solomon Grundy, and Zoom did his Solomon. <laughs> that is the funniest shtick. Oh my gosh. I, I cracked up. I listened to, I actually rewound and listened to that bit a couple of times. It was so damn funny. So, uh, I, that was a real joy. Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I, I there, there's a part of me that doesn't, I, I might have to retire my Grundy now. I just don't know if I can do it without, <laughs> without Zoom's Grundy to, you know, know that, 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 that Grundy's, that Zoom's Grundy isn't out there to, to, to do it with. But, and I've actually thought about that, but yeah, it's, uh, it was a lot of, that was, that was a lot of fun. And that was all Zoom, you know, he, I, I mean, we collaborated on the script, but he sent it to me and he's like, you know, oh, feel free to change it. And I'm like, I'm not changing this. This is brilliant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I may have like suggested one or two little things, but I mean, for the most part, it was all, you know, it was him. He had it, he had it all. I think he had that mapped out when he first did Grundy, because he, he just, there had to be a meeting between these two Grundys because there was an earth one Grundy and an earth two Grundy, you know, and, right. you know, and zoom with e-, e Nelson Bridwell style, you know, much like <laughs> Rob's finding out in his super friends, uh, comic show, uh, for all mankind that E Nelson Bridwell had to make the super friends fit into earth one continuity. Well, you know, zoom had to make my Solomon Grundy fit into his Solomon Grundy's continuity, which is the earth one continuity. So, <laughs> you know, my head is spinning. <laughs> I've mentioned this on other shows, but like you have not lived unless you have seen a Zoom Yukonori script for you to perform. <laughs> because I mean, first of all, the things are sixty pages, you know, and they feature seventy nine speaking parts. And uh, you know, you you read through for your part because of course he had me play Paragon in my best comic book guy voice. And like I'm going through this thing, and I'm like I'm looking at like there's seventeen speaking parts. And, you know, there's one that's going to be Chris and one that's me. And I'm like, God, the other 15 are Zoom. I'm like, right. this is this is insane. This is this is like this is just this is madness. This script. Who's, he sat here and wrote all this out. And then he's going to do all the lines and stitch it together. I'm like the, the attention to I mentioned before, the attention to detail is is completely insane. And before we I, I don't want to monopolize too much of the conversation. We do have other things we want to cover. But speaking of attention to detail, there is one thing I want to mention. I don't think, Shag, you and I have ever mentioned this on any show that we have I these know, I know exactly where you're you going. You know where we're headed with this? I don't think we have. Okay. I, I, right. I don't think we have mentioned it. One time out of nowhere, he didn't give us any warning other than I think he asked for our addresses or something. Well, it was supposed to be in honor of like our 100th episode. or it was? It was some – it was, well, it was supposed to be for some landmark thing, okay. and I don't remember what the landmark was. All right. but, well, know. anyway, one day, Shag and I get in the mail uh, just an envelope from, from Zoom, and uh, on the inside was this four-page uh, – uh, what, what like a, a newsletter. Well, you want to, why don't you well, explain what it was? Well, I, I, I can't because okay. I can't remember exactly what it's called, right. and I'm embarrassed. I have them I in front of me. I have them in front of me. They were these okay, – okay. well, the, Okay. First, there was – you open like the FedEx envelope or whatever, and inside was a fake envelope like right, from right, DC right. Comics. Yes. So for, there was a fake old DC Comics envelope like it would have looked in the 19, late 1970s. Yep, right. And so inside this envelope are these newsletters, 
And the headline says, you can become a charter member of the DC Superstars Society. And this That's is, what it is. Yeah, okay. and this is a made-up fan group that Zoom created just for me and Shag. I, actually, I thought these were real, but they never did Aquaman and Firestorm. So he all made right. Aquaman and Firestorm. Oh, all right. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'm even wrong about that. Okay, all right. It was real, but I don't think there was an Aquaman and a Firestorm. So yeah. he, he, Shockingly, there was no Aquaman and Firestorm version. Yeah. He created <laughs> so, them based on the template of the old ones that probably go. would have been right. Superman right. and Batman. So, yeah. So he, I have one. We both got each copy. And there, so there's mm-hmm. one devoted to Aquaman and one devoted to Firestorm. And he got these things like they look like they were professionally printed. The Aquaman one is in blue ink. Excuse me. Yes. The Firestorm one is in red ink. And on yes. each, each side, there's on the, if you open it, there's an Aquaman quiz. There's a, a mail-away form for your special Aquaman membership kit. And then there's a, uh, a mail form where you can write in uh, to sign up for, uh, you know, to get future newsletters. And it's all covered in JLGLPBHN uh, <laughs> fan art. I mean, stock art. I mean... The, these things look real. These things look like what you would have gotten it, from DC Comics. And I remember opening some, up, some of the typeface looks like you know late eighty or yeah. late seventies, early eighties typefaces yes. and stuff. Yeah, I remember sitting at my desk looking at these and just going, this, "He's a madman. This is insane that he sat there and did this." <laughs> Because it, like, and it, they were printed on like cardstock, and they're slightly like Manila colored uh, paper, so they look completely genuine. And like, I've put these in an envelope, and I told Zoom that one day we were going to do like a show about them, and unfortunately we never got around to it. But I, like, I look at these things, I'm like, this, the, the sheer amount of nerdery on display is just <laughs> staggering. And as a fellow graphic designer, but I'm nowhere near Zoom's league, no pun intended. Like, I'm just. I can imagine he must have had so much fun putting this together and making this so pitch perfect accurate. I mean, like like his like his Zoom's Who listings, they look. I mean, I think the greatest tribute to his listings were what was the I forget the first one we put up was it maybe the Superman of Earth one and someone yeah, so. yeah and someone wrote us and said, um, wait a minute, my copy of Who's Who is missing these pages. What happened to my is my and we had to tell them that it's not real. We had that these are. These are fake, but this person real, literally thought that he had like two pages that fallen out of his who's who or something. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, I mean, you talk about his graphic design ability. We talk about his, you know, craftsmanship as an, in, as an artist. His podcast productions. I mean, the guy was a perfectionist, and I, I said this somewhere on a Facebook post. I mean, I, I the most talented person I've ever known. I, the guy was just amazing, and I, and I'm going to step a little bit on a segment that's going to come later from from Ciscoid, but just some. Some of the some of this guy's history, if you don't know, folks. I mean, he has lived all over, he, he lived all over the world. He lived in Europe and Asia, in the UK. He went to school. He, you know, uh, he was a black belt in Aikido. He had the eidetic memories. An amazing artist. He'd been shot in Hong Kong. I think it was by gang members, if I remember right. I mean, just the guy lived. He really, really lived, and uh, it's it just an amazing individual. And then, and not everyone knows this either. You know, several years ago, he had uh, surgery on his spine to remove some—I uh, believe they were tumors—and it didn't go quite as planned. And he ended up paralyzed in a wheelchair. So he was in a wheelchair without the use of, I think, his left hand as well uh, for several years. And that was even prior to the stuff that came later. And yet, he adapted and overcame. You know, That's and fun. yeah. What a tribute to that. I mean, what, not a tribute, but what, what an amazing guy. What an amazing, powerful guy. Well, yeah. 
I mean, uh, do we, well now that you sort of brought it up, Shaq, do we want to everybody? Do we want to talk about the, the the Christmas card? I guess do we want to bring that up for everybody so they can understand what they're going to hear in a moment? Sure, I, I got a couple other things I want to add after that, but yeah, yeah, okay, um, yeah. So uh, when it became uh, clear uh, in mid uh, early December. Uh, that Zoom really wasn't going to be able to join us uh, on Facebook anymore, and we were going to have to uh, basically just communicate him through through Namiko. Uh, we decided um, that uh, you know we should send him something because we miss talking to him because we talk on the Fire and Water thread every day. It's it's a rolling conversation. Sometimes it goes on way too long, uh, but I mean it sometimes. It, it, sometimes. Um, it's 73 new messages for God's sake. And, um, so we decided that, that we wanted to send zoom something. And we initially thought, uh, you know, maybe like send him a book or some comics. And then Namiko said, well, he can't really see them anymore. So that really wouldn't, you know, thank you, but no, that, you know, he that just wouldn't, it doesn't have any use for him. And so we thought, well, we're podcasters for, <laughs> for Pete's sakes. Um, so why don't we make him a, a, a Christmas card as a audio podcast, as a podcast, and make it a Christmas card? So the entire Fire and Water Network got together, all of us, uh, Shag, me, Chris, Boss, Siskoid, the girls, Ryan, Nathaniel, Max, Cindy, we all got together and did separate segments, and we put it together as uh, what we called Zoom's Christmas. And so uh, since Siskoid uh, and Ryan and Nathaniel and Max could not join us, um, uh, we are about to play their segment. So you can hear it. This, this Christmas card, Zoom's Xmas as we called it, was never meant for public consumption, and it will not appear on the feed anywhere. Uh, we have shared it with a couple of people, um, but, but it's, it's not something we really designed it just for Zoom, but uh, the other guys have given us permission to play their segments. So uh, I guess why don't we go and do that and, and play uh, the, the stuff that uh, Siskoid and Ryan and Nathaniel and Max did for Zoom's Christmas, and uh, we will join you all on the other side. Welcome to episode 349 of Perez the Thought, the show that overanalyzes a single comic book panel by the legendary artist George Perez every episode. I'm Ryan Daly, yeah, still filling in for your normal host, Zoom Yukonori, who set off on a voyage with Terraman and a bot named Blot to find his other sentient robot, Lanos, on the planet Apocalypse in the year 1985. We have not heard from him since. As I've mentioned before, I don't have access to any of Zoom's random panel-generating machines, so I am just grabbing comics, closing my eyes, and pointing to stuff. And that is how we come to the subject of today's episode, which is a panel from Justice League of America issue 194. The panel in question is the sixth and final panel on page 15. To give you the approximate dimensions, this is a tall, narrow panel whose height is just slightly more than half of the page and whose width is more like a quarter of the page wide. Within this frame, we see the image of the Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, using the power of his Owen Ring to create an energy bubble around a falling plane just before it crashes into the control tower of Ferris Aircraft. Perez places the 
camera, so to speak, behind Green Lantern. We see the back of his head, which is mostly shaded in black ink, with just a few hints of brown highlighting his hair. We also see part of Hal's back and his right shoulder, with his right arm extending directly up to the center of the panel. Behind Hal, to us viewers, actually in front of him, is the Ferris Air Building. It's all straight lines and geometric shapes, not the sort that would make it distinct, except for the large floor-to-ceiling windows on the tower. Anyone who has been to an airport or really just seen one ought to recognize this telltale sign of the operations tower. The plane being held aloft is an experimental aircraft that Hal himself had been piloting earlier in the page. The nose is mere millimeters from the tower on the page, conveying an actual distance of something more like 5 to 10 feet, separating the horrified onlookers in the tower from a fiery catastrophe. Surrounding the plane is a solid green sphere, with another ring of jagged lines around it, signifying that this is an energy construct. Perez also includes lines in the air around the plane's nose and tail fin. These show the abrupt movement and stoppage of the craft, that the plane is shaking as the Green Lantern's power resists those elemental forces of gravity and inertia. For me, the most profound detail in this image, the one that really marks the genius of George Perez, is also the smallest and possibly the easiest to ignore. Green Lantern's white-gloved hand is right in the center of the panel, and it would be simple to focus on the green burst of energy sprouting from his fist. I, instead, focus on a series of simple pencil dashes, three dashes stacked on top of each other. These markings are placed on Hal's wrist, his fingers, his knuckles, and they show an obvious tension in Hal's hand, that he is truly squeezing his hand tight. I can think of no simpler, more illustrative way to show an act of willpower which occurs in the mind manifested physically in the body. Using the Green Lantern Ring is hardly effortless. It takes a tremendous, nearly superhuman fortitude to will an aircraft to stop falling on a building. Showcasing Perez's talent, on the other hand, that does appear effortless. And speaking of making it look easy, Professor Zoom, when he was hosting the show, would always crank out an hour dedicated to covering just one of these panels. And frankly, I don't know how he did that. I sure wish he would come back and take over, because we're at, what, five minutes? Uh, and I'm nearly out of things to say, but the mandate is an hour, so that's what I'm going to try to do. For now, though, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, I will talk about the trees in the background of this panel or something, maybe the caption at the bottom. For now, though, as always, you are listening to Perez the Thought. Don't go away. Welcome to a special episode of Ohatmu or Not, entitled Zooms Who and Who's Not. <laughs> In this mini-sode, we look at an entry from Zooms Who. So girls, if you'll all flip to page 18 of Zooms Who, Zoom Yukonori's addendum to the definitive directory of the DC Universe, it's Professor Zoom himself. <gasps> 
Art by Zumi Ganori, of course. Uh, let me just read from this thing. Um, the enigmatic history of Zumi Ganori is not widely known, aside from a few details he has divulged in his blog, Omelette au Fromage. <laughs> what? I did not know that, but that's awesome. Born in Johannesburg, uh, South Africa, from globetrotting parents, he had spent his formative years living and learning in various locales in the United States, Asia, and Europe. Upon finishing his schooling in the United Kingdom, Zoom continued to travel the world, eventually building his experience in advertising and comic book artistry in Southeast Asia. After a near-death experience at the hands of a Hong Kong gunman, Zoom developed a greater appreciation of the joys life has to offer and a growing disdain for people and processes that he views as a waste of time. With this attitude ill-suited for full-time corporate employment, he offered his knowledge and expertise to a variety of industries as a freelance consultant for as long as the contract would interest him as the un unabashedly conceited troubleshooter Professor Zoom. Zoom's vagabond ways finally ended when he settled down with the love of his life, Namiko, to raise a family in the bizarre land of California. <laughs> None of this is false. This is all true. This is all true. All right. Let's look at powers and weapons. Even the gunman? Even the gunman. Wow. Uh, while Zoom possesses no true superpowers, he, well, he was a highly trained gymnast and a yandan uh, fourth degree black belt in Aikido with exceptional proficiency in the use of the Joe, or short staff, though he abhors the use of any weapon unless absolutely necessary. Zoom's keen mind was blessed with an eidetic memory, which he used to recall at will information from his own life experiences, as well as from a th the thousands of comic book and television adventures he has enjoyed since his youth to develop unorthodox solutions to most of the problems he confronts. This was all evidently written before he found himself the leader of the so-called Zoom's crew, who are in a studio somewhere outside the DC Universe plucking people from various timelines to discuss their comic book adventures, and currently is in the middle of a storyline that puts them at odds with Darkseid. That hadn't happened yet when, when this came out. Uh, also pictured in the Serpent here are Zoom's family, uh, Zoom standing among defeated foes. <laughs> sitting at his drawing table and in the middle of a Sharknado armed only with a chainsaw. A chainsaw that's broken, actually. Oh, no. no. You see his face, he's like, oh, no. What <laughs> next? <laughs> okay, I just... I again, actually... this is all true. This is all happening. <laughs> wow. You gotta... It really sucks when you're stuck in that shark tornado. <laughs> with no chainsaw. Oh, God. It works. I have a question. If I had a garter. And you probably don't know the question. But you I said... don't know the question yet. No. <laughs> no, you don't know the answer. <laughs> So I want to know, were the parents staying in Johannesburg for a while, or did they just happen to be there when he was born? I think that's it. Globetrotters. Yeah. So, they, like, they weren't staying there for six months. No. It was just like, oh, well, maybe they were well, there no, for, like, a while, but, like, it's not, like, where they were staying. Right. That's kind of how I understood it. So, when you're born in South Africa, are you a South African citizen? I think so. I think so. I think where you're born is where you're born. Well, <laughs> it depends on the countries, because some countries are trying to avoid birth tourism. Mm. But you're correct. I do not know the answer. Uh, there is something missing in this history and powers and weapons, especially in the powers and weapons part. He has the most like amazing voice ever. Really? Yes. Oh, it's incredible. Is it like a Sauron? Like, all the tones, <laughs> pleasant tones are in the voice, so when you hear it, you're just like, it's so thing to... It's, it's great. Oh, that's awesome. Does he also have a South African accent? No. It... Hey, but it's... No. Oh, come on! 
fountain pen. Yeah. I use fountain pens. Do you draw with fountain pens? You can. Yeah, of course you can. That's I, awesome. I have the technical pens. Maybe it's a technical pen. I, it's a really cool drawing. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, even on the second, like on page 18, oh. he still has like a fountain pen. Yeah. Wait, yeah. is he drawing the, page 18? Yeah, he's on. Oh my god. Oh. So he's oh. drawing 10 on page 18. I know, it's super oh meta. God. Like so it. cool. Like it's God, awesome. you're amazing. Like the, de- so the amount of details and all that. Yeah, Clearly, you're a passionate. He's I a passionate take a guy, class. and I love that. It's I, very cool. I'd sign up for a class. <laughs> yes. Zoom. Merry Christmas. We love you. Hey there, Zoom. It's Nathaniel. Look, can we just be, you know, super blunt with each other here? I'm not going to either come up with or execute anything close to the level of what basically everyone else on this whole thing has done. And trying to do that would, it would just end up being a massive embarrassment for everybody involved, mostly me. I mean, I'm no editor. I can't even get anything other than my video mic to behave properly. I was going to keep going on like this and make a whole thing about my own ineptitude, except Shag went and stole that idea in the front end of his, so, you know, it's what one would expect from that hollow-hearted scoundrel, but what can you do? So, I'm going to go the other way. I am here to be your token cheesy sap for this lineup, and I am going to share with you three blessings that I am offering for your family for the holiday season. The first two come from Ireland. May joy and peace surround you, contentment latch your door, and happiness be with you now and bless you evermore. And secondly, may those who love us love us, and those who don't, may God turn their hearts. And if he doesn't turn their hearts, may he turn their ankles, so we'll know them by their limping. The third that I'm going to share is less of a blessing and more of a saying, but when I stumbled across it, I, I thought of you, like immediately. It is easy to begin. To persist is an art. I'm not sure there's a more succinct way to sum up what you've brought to this network, and I have no doubt what you've brought to any endeavor, artistic, personal, or familial, that you've ever undertaken. And finally, I'm going to offer you a bonus blessing from St. Carlin. Farewell till we meet again. Peace be with you. May the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Blessed Solstice. Happy Kwanzaa. And I hope you didn't forget National Cookie Day. Hi, Zoom. This is Max. And as you can probably tell, I've moved the Mirror Factory here to Santa's workshop for the holiday season. And we've got a very special... Will you cut that out? Yeesh. Never work with elves, Zoom. Anyway, like I was saying, we've got a very special reading here under the tree with your name on it. We call it The Night Before Zoomus. T'was the night before Zoomus went all through the house. Not a creature was stirring. Not even Lanos. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that Professor Zoom soon would be there. The crew was nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of world domination danced in their heads. With Samantha Fox in the studio laying tracks deep, 
We settled our brains for a nice hypersleep. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, Bizarro jumped under the bed to see what am the matter. Away to the window flew reverse flash, who tore open the shutters and shredded the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of wonder to objects below. When what to our wondering eyes did appear, but a miniature sleigh in eight tiny reindeer? With a honey-voiced driver sure to make one swoon, I knew in a moment it must be Professor Zoom. More rapid than Nova his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Rob, now Ryan, now Siskoid and Chris, on Bass, on Max, on Nathaniel and Shag, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As villains before Vartox fly, or Terraman on his steed mounts to the sky, so up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with a sleigh full of wonder, and Professor Zoom, too. And then in a twinkling I heard beeps and a whoosh, and the unmistakable sound of Grundy landing in a bush. As we drew in our heads and were turning around, down the chimney Professor Zoom came, safe and sound. He was dressed all in fur, and carrying a pot? Oh no, wait, that's just a bot named Blot. A bundle of mics Zoom had flung on his back, and with a comb from his pocket he brushed his lustrous hair back. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and with a wink he said, Welcome to the Done and One Wonders Podcast Wonder Show. Zoom flashed a quick smile and wheeled around, and making it look easy, he layered some sound. His face lit up as he converted a file, giving it panache and a fair bit of style. He was creative and thorough and quick, and we laughed when we saw what he'd mixed. A twinkle in his eye and a tap of his finger made us all think, what would he use as a stinger? He recited comics history, never stopping his work, submitting to the line it is drawn, just an added perk. Satisfied for now, Zoom lay a finger aside his nose, and giving a nod, up, up, and away he rose. Back in his sleigh, he punched in coordinates, and to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like a katana banana stand missile. But we heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Happy Zoomus to all, and to all a wonder-filled night. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Zoom, to you and the entire Yukonori family. We hope you all have... Okay, that's it. Come here, you little... Fantastic. Those were absolutely wonderful. Now, the rest of us here recorded segments as well, but we're not going to bother to play those because we're here right now. But I want to say publicly thank you to Rob for uh, writing Herd on that process. It was if it was Rob's idea to put together the card. Rob got, gave us deadlines. He organized it. He put it together. He packaged it. He worked with Namico. Um, you know, he, did, he got the T-shirt, the hat, all that. And uh, so... <laughs> kidding about those two but uh thank you rob so much for doing that because we know she told us how much it meant to him um especially so close to the end and uh, i just think it was the best possible thing we could have done for our friend to tell him how much we cared about him yeah namiko did get back to us and said that she played it for zoom and that he he wept with joy uh and uh and and then they later played it for the kids 
and they laughed throughout at all the segments. And I, w- I will say just personally, uh, before we throw to Chris, uh, is that um, uh, I was – the day that um, we sent that to Namiko, uh, I, I was having a horrendous day at work. And I was talking to my girlfriend Kelly about it and we were kind of just bitching back and forth because we worked together. And then we got that message from Namiko that Zoom laughed and cried and just was so touched that we reached out to him. And I got up and walked over to her cubicle and showed her the messages. And I just said, you know what? I don't care about the rest of my day. I don't care how it's going because this is this is this was exactly what I wanted it to be. And it worked out exactly the way we wanted it. And I was so proud of everybody because we all really brought it. Everybody did something a little different. Again, you, you, could, you could hear uh, just some of the segments that we just played, and they were amazing. And, and I was so proud of this group that we all brought our talents to bear uh, for our friend. And so and it, and it turned out really well. So, so, Chris, I know you wanted to mention something about uh, a segment that you did, which, of course, people aren't going to hear because you're here now with us. But might, they might hear down the line, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment, too. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I, I just couldn't resist. Uh, Zoom enlisted me to play Vartox um, for <laughs> Sending One Wonders. Uh, I mentioned something about my bad. I think I did a bad Sean Connery impersonation on one of our shows, and, and I think it came up in a discussion in the Fire and Water group. And so then all of a sudden, Zoom's writing parts for Vartox. Uh, because Vartox, in case you don't know, is based on Sean Connery and Zardoz. Uh, so, um, so yeah, and I, I, what you said earlier about the scripts, Rob, going back, I mean, one of the actual scripts I got, Zoom specifically said, you know, and I'm, gonna, I'm not as good as Shag, but I said, now, Chris, if you can't hold the line, if you have to stop and, and take a breath, feel free to do so, and I will edit it together, because he gave me this long line of... <laughs> It's the Tynola extract that I must go to the Tynola, you know, blah, blah, blah. And all this time, like, you know, for like, I mean, this, it's like literally like a run on sentence, like times 10, you know, and, 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 but you know what? I got it all out in one breath. I I, I was like, I'm going to do it. I was like, that's a challenge. And I'm going to, with that accent, that fake Sean Connery accent, and I'm going to do it. And I did it, and I was so proud of myself because I'm like, Zoom, like you said, Rob, Zoom does all these voices. He can do Terror Man, and he can do – and I don't know how much he does one right after the other because obviously Zoom was a master of editing as well, and his son is too. And, and I, you know, I don't know if he did all that, but I, I was going to do it, and I did it. And, I, and I, I said, I think I got it all in one breath, and, and he said, oh, wow. You know, he was, I actually impressed Zoom, so I was real proud of myself <laughs> <laughs> that I did that. So, and, and actually, there, you know, we're going to talk about that. There's, there's more done in one wonders and at least one more uh, appearance for, with uh, guest appearance by Vartox, and I'm very happy that I get to play with the zoom crew one more time, even though I've already recorded it, I get to hear it all put together. So that's, that's wonderful for me to know that that's coming. It's yeah. Quite a testament that you got it all in one breath. Cause uh, I, I was doing the dark side voices for zoom. Uh, <laughs> and let me tell you, it, like my and Zoom would send me like three scripts at a time, and some of the later episodes, Dark Side's featured pretty heavily. So not only did I have to take breaths all the time and had to get edited out, I, I got so lightheaded I almost passed out one time. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so my, that's a huge testament to you, Chris. So well done, sir. Thank you. Yeah, and I love your Vartox. Oh my gosh. Yeah, all that Vartox <laughs> is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, for those of you that are wondering. Uh, there is more Zoom to come uh, across all three of his shows. 
uh, the Done in One Wonders karaoke show, the Zoom for Sam show, and the Done in One Wonders show. Unbelievably, even during his failing health, he was still recording, and his son and his son's friend uh, was helping him put things together and editing things, and he actually has recorded uh, a final episode of the Done in One Wonders podcast where he wraps everything up because, of course, he did. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the idea that he could even concentrate on that is unbelievable uh, to me. And, but yet, uh, and yet it isn't because it's Zoom. Uh, so uh, there are going to be more shows from him on the network coming very soon. We wanted to, to alert everybody uh, about that because it might be a little shocking if all of a sudden you're hearing Zoom's voice on podcasts and you knew that he had passed away. But he, he recorded quite a bit of material. Um, and, and something that Namiko mentioned to us is that, that she said he really loved podcasting. He really enjoyed it as an art form. Boss mentioned that, that you know Zoom's shows are kind of like art, and I totally agree with that assessment. And um, he really loved it, and she said that he really appreciated that we gave him a forum uh, to to put up uh, his sort of thoughts, his art form. And so there will be more uh, Zoom to come. Uh, personally, uh, he recorded a guest spot uh, on MASHcast with me for Season 3. And, then of course, uh, that will be coming soon, uh, not too uh, far into to Season 3. We had an enormously fun time recording that, and... and um, you know, had I known it was going to be the last time I'd ever speak to him, I might have hung on the line a little longer. But uh, he sounded healthy. He sounded hearty. And so I always thought, well, we'll get to talk to him again. And unfortunately, uh, that that did not come to pass. So so if you're a fan of uh, Zooms, and you should be because we are, uh, there will be uh, a good amount of material from Zoom to come, including possibly something for April Fool's Day. He did something involving me. For April Fools, where he just oh. he just completely craps all over me, and I love it. Uh, so, <laughs> I uh, if if you did help him out. Though. Oh, I totally. Oh, I loved it. He sent me the script. I'm like, oh, this is. I, I'm just. Yeah, I, I I'm participating in my own degradation here, which is perfect. So, uh, if I don't know if that's planned to come out, but if it doesn't, I will put it up on April Fool's Day because everyone has oh. to hear it. It's fantastic. We're going to make sure that happens. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and then I, I, I wanted to oh, just mention real quick a few things, uh, just personal stuff that it meant a lot to me. I was going through my Zooms, uh, my Facebook messages, just my private message with Zoom, and was just looking at some of the photos in there over the last several years. And I just, I, there's so many things that have touched my heart that I'd forgotten about that was part of his involvement. Um, the, there's this whole thing with Katana Banana, okay, from the Who's Who podcast, which was a joke uh, targeted at David A. Gutierrez. But you know what? Zoom jumped on this thing. He drew, first he drew a, a, an image of a Katana Banana logo. <laughs> then he turned it into a fruit stand, like a whole shebang, like the, the Bluth, Bluth Banana Stand kind of shirt. Uh, and actually, he printed a shirt. You could go online and buy a Katana Banana shirt because Zoom was that obsessive and that wasn't going to, you know, he wasn't going to let the joke go because it was, he was just that kind of guy. And uh, David Gutierrez owns a shirt. He's, he's worn it for photos. I have a shirt. A few other people have shirts. I love it. It's just, it's, it's silly stuff like that. You know, it's the cookies we mentioned that he sent us. There's, um, when he was doing Line and Strong, he asked for, they asked for submissions on a, um, all-girl team. So I did one on Justice League America, and I, I picked all my favorite characters, the female um, uh, counterparts. So like instead of Aquaman, it had Mera. Instead of Firestorm, it had Firehawk. And instead of Kyle Rayner, it was Jade. Instead of uh, Wally West, it was Jesse Quick. And instead of Dr. Fate, it was the female Dr. Fate. Anyway, I 
put that out there. And so Zoom drew it. And I have it printed out as a, as a full-size poster, and it's on my wall. And it hangs in my office. I look at it every day. And every time I mention it, Zoom would give me a bunch of crap and say, you know, I didn't give you permission, and that's not licensed, and da-da-da, you know, it's a joke. Um, and then, you know, they, they came out with this card game a year last year called Challenge of the Super Friends. And it's just a fun family kind of card game. You'd say, you, know, you each play different team and different characters. Like someone might play Superman, someone might play Batman. And there's a lot of Super Friends stuff in there from the Challenge of Super Friends. And Zoom went ahead and made a custom stack for Firestorm <laughs> and, I, and Green Lantern. And I have played with these with my daughter. We have sat there and played with cards he produced knowing that pretty much we're the only people on Earth that would ever see them and 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 we played with these firestorm cards it's been it, it was wonderful not only did it make it allow me to connect with zoom it allowed me to connect with my own daughter so it was just wonderful and the last thing i want to mention is sort of like you mentioned the mashcast episode um the last chance i had to talk to zoom was back in october we recorded an episode of uh saturday morning fever on uh of all things turbo teen which is this i know it's chris franklin's favorite cartoon um <laughs> It's it's a it's a garbage cartoon, but we loved it for just the silliness of it. And the thing was, it was one of the more fun episodes I've recorded because Zoom and I we just laughed the whole time. There's this, if if you go and listen to the episode, you'll hear Zoom laughing, and that was like genuine him breaking in the script, laughing. And later on, off air, he'd tell me like, "Oh, you need to cut that part." I'm like, "No, you sound so happy. I'm not cutting it." You know, he he genuinely sounds like he's having a blast, and he was, and so was I. And it's um. I, I wish I didn't ever have to stop talking to him, but uh, I'm glad that that was the last one because uh, it was a great one. So that's a fun episode. That's a re- again hearing someone with his sonorous tones and and this kind of like very dignified demeanor talking about Turbo Teen is just so right. perfect. You know, you're just like what is it? It's like getting like an English lit professor to talk about you know like Archie comics. You're just like wait what? Like you know. It's, <laughs> It's just absolutely perfect, and I will I will mention uh, just my final thing on the Mashcast. He he uh, crafted a, a uh, an exit for the end of the show, which he did not tell me he was going to do. He just said oh. he just said, "Look, you know, intro, you, you hand me off at this point, and I I have a little thing prepared." And I'm like, "All right." So I I sort of said, "Oh, you know, Zoom, we wrap it up the show," and then he went on to this whole thing, and you'll hear it on the episode when we get to it. And he goes on and on and on, and I'm just like. What I, I just sat back and just sat in back a chair. I'm like, all right, he's just taking over my show for a moment, which is just fantastic. <laughs> so, um, I, one last thing we do want to mention before we sign off here is people have asked us, uh, is there a, a an, ad- an address where they can send a card or flowers? And uh, Namiko has requested that in lieu of anything like that, that if you are so uh, so uh, so. Determined, uh, I guess that's not the right term, uh, to to uh, send something uh, in observance of Zoom's passing. Namiko asks uh, that you make a donation to the Southern Poverty Law Center. When the Southern Poverty Law Center monitors hate groups and other extremists throughout the U.S. and exposes their activities to law enforcement agencies, the media, and other sources, they are a, a nonprofit that was founded in August of 1971, just like myself. And uh, we will have that link uh, in the show notes. So if, uh, if you want to make a donation in Zoom's name, uh, I am sure that Zoom and Namiko uh, would appreciate it. So if if you're, if you're so inclined, go over to uh, splcenter.org. Like I said, we'll have the link in the show notes, and you can make a donation there in Zoom's name. Uh, I'm sure uh, we all here at the Fine Order Network would really very much appreciate it. 
Um, I guess that is going to do it, guys. I mean, I don't. I we we could kind of go on forever talking about Zoom, and there's all sorts of private moments that we have. I just look back at this and I say, I just feel so fortunate that um, we created something that he would want to be part of. I mean, he used to joke about, you know. He he his shows his show aspires to be a worthy member of the Fire and Water Podcast right. Network, which was ridiculous <laughs> because he was he was outclassing us all the time. So I mean, it was more the other way around, really. Yeah. Uh, so it was just an honor to be his friend, and I cherish all the moments I had with him, both uh, in the group and alone. And I will just I'll just miss him terribly. And you know, again. I'm looking forward to hearing what other shows he's got coming out uh, because it'll it'll just give me a chance to savor that that wondrous voice uh, a couple more times. And all his old shows are still out there. Yep. If you haven't listened to them, folks, and we'll be keeping them up there as part yep. of the network, so yep. they're, they'll always be there for us. Yeah, right. We probably should mention too that uh, CBR did a wonderful line of oh, yeah. tribute yeah, yeah. Uh, to Zoom as well. Um, his colleagues there did some wonderful art pieces in tribute to zoom they'll they're they're fantastic they're heartfelt uh he had you know i mean he had another creative family over there too that uh that he collaborated with and and uh it's it's really stunning so definitely go to comic book resources check out the line that was drawn and, and check out all of zoom's work i mean it's 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 they they put it all back up in, in tribute to him as well and then the the artist created um, new material uh, in tribute to Zoom last week. It's it's all fantastic. Yeah, definitely go check that out. All right, I guess uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Is there anything else we want to say, guys, other than just like fan the flame and ride the wave? And you know, we'll miss you, brother. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And I said, go check out Zoom shows on the Fire and Water Podcast Network. And uh, I guess that's it. We love you. We miss you, pal. Bye. The Done and One Wonders Podcast Wonder Show is an unabashedly conceited member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network, hosted by Zoom Yukonori. The Done and One Wonders Podcast Wonder Show is a Professor Zoom Productions production. Production.